Welcome to the What in the World is God Doing podcast, conversations with Highland Park Missions partners in Casper, Wyoming, and around the world. In the midst of global crises and a daily onslaught of discouraging news, this podcast will encourage you about the good work God is doing around the world and inspire you to join in God's mission in our everyday lives. Highland Park Community Church exists to take risks to pursue God and love like Jesus. And our mission partners are courageously living that out both at home and abroad. I'm Darren Adwell-Palker, the Go Pastor at Highland Park. And joining me today is Lori Nicholas. Lori is the chair of the Highland Park Missions Board. She lived in Kenya, Africa for 10 years as a missionary. She's a nurse, and she also served 26 years in pastoral ministry with her husband, Ernie. Lori, we're so glad that you've joined us, and there's so much to talk about. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. Hey, thank you. I'm excited too. Yeah, this is kind of a review of 2022 and a Uh preview of 2023. Here we are. Today's January 12th, 2023, and we just kind of wanted to pause and reflect on what happened last year and what's, what's ahead for us. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lori, missions giving, before we get into kind of the specifics, missions giving at Highland Park is fueled by something called Faith Promise. Now, for those that are not familiar with Faith Promise, what is that? Well, the faith part is believing and trusting God for what we cannot see or do on our own. Mm. And a promise is a commitment to do something. So Faith Promise at Highland Park is a choice to pray about what would God God would have us give to missions, specifically from funds that we may not currently have. That's the faith part. Hmm. <laughs> and when God prompts you to pledge a certain amount, that's the promise part. Hmm. Then comes the most exciting part, watching for ways that God will make it possible for you to fulfill that faith promise. Sometimes God pro- uh, provides it in big amounts, and sometimes just a little at a time. Maybe it's um, an unexpected raise or bonus from work, um, investment dividends, inheritance, an unexpected check in the mail, or maybe a sale or discount on items or services which you already thought you would have to pay full price. In fact, one, one time I was in an auto accident No serious injuries, but when I agreed not to sue the party at fault, I unexpectedly Mm. received a check in the mail from their insurance company, and it was for the exact amount of my faith promise pledge that I had made. (laughs) It was the exact amount. Uh, Yes, and I'd made that pledge nine months earlier. Wow, that's incredible. So when God provides it, pass it on towards your faith promise pledge, and If God doesn't provide that, then don't worry about it. Maybe he has something more important to teach you through it. Yeah, I mean, we don't, um, you know, follow up in the sense of like, hey, you you pledge this. We don't go after people. You know what? It's 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 something that God will provide if he doesn't or maybe he'll do it later or in some other way. So I, I do want like I like what you're saying. I want people to feel like there's not this pressure or burden of like, oh, my gosh, I made a promise. And now. Right. But but it's more of a. Uh, of a cooperation. And again, if God doesn't provide it in some way, then you're off the hook. Yep. Yep. And it's an agreement between you and God. Anyone can make that faith promise pledge. 
And the church only asks you to write it down so that we know better how to budget ahead for missions. Yeah, and there's a piece of accountability there too, right? Yes. When I write something down and turn it in, it's like, okay, I, I, I want to fulfill that pledge, yes. right? So yes. that's that, yes. that, that, that does help us though to plan and let our partners know what they can and should expect for the coming year. Yes, yes. Um, an interesting story about faith promise is that when our son Aaron was about seven years old, we had a faith promise convention. And as he was sitting there in the chair um, and people were writing down their pledges, he said, I want to make a, a faith promise pledge. And so he, he took um, and wrote a number. He closed his eyes and prayed. <laughs> and then he wrote a number on a paper. And I wanted to peek over and see it. And as I leaned over, he covered it up and said, Mom, this is supposed (laughs) to be between God and me. So I thought, okay, God, I know you're not going to disappoint this little boy, but I hope he didn't write (laughs) (laughs) $5,000. That you have to fill in for him, right? So he turned in his pledge, and I kind of, in the back of my mind, kind of forgot about it. The very next Sunday... As we were getting out of the car to go to church, there was a piece of paper rolling down the parking lot. And so he went and stepped on it and picked it up and unfolded a piece, a a bill. And he yelled, Mom, it's a five. I wrote a five. (laughs) God gave me faith promise. Wow. And he ran into the church, waving it in the air, saying, God gave me my faith promise. So so awesome. Yes. So anyone of any age can pray about what God would have us give that can be used for Mm, missions. That's awesome. Uh, You know, and for those that have been around a little bit, um, you know, I love using Genesis 12, 1 and 2 as a foundation to talk about faith promise in that in that passage, God calls Abraham and he says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you a blessing to the nations. In fact, all nations will be blessed through you. So God in his plans and wisdom desires to use humanity to be his vessel yes. through which he blesses people. And we, and, and Abraham had to be open to that. Now that doesn't mean life was easy. He was challenged <laughs> over and over. And I mean, when, when you look at the life of Abraham was one challenge, one faith challenge yes. after the other, but, but it, the biggest thing is that he was willing yes. and he was like, okay, let's do this. And so God blessed Abraham abundantly, exceedingly. I mean, just when you, when you look at the story, it's incredible from every aspect, all right? And yeah, we're not going into health and wealth, prosperity teaching here, but what we are saying is that God's desire is to bless the world. Now, how will he do that? He does that through his people. And part yes. of the fulfillment of the promise to Abraham was that all nations would be blessed through him. We understand that to be a fulfillment of the promise of the Messiah, that through Abraham and his line came the Messiah, and through that, all nations were blessed. But yes. there is there is an aspect of material blessing that went to Abraham so that he would pass it on to others. Yes. And, and that's, yes. you know, Abraham was blessed to bless, and we use that language because God blesses us, not just that we say, okay, cool, thanks, but it's, you've blessed me, and I understand that there is... Uh, a way that I can get involved and partner with what God's doing. And we want it to be fun. We want it to be an adventure of seeing God provide, you know, like Aaron's story that you just shared with us. And, and, and each year we have um, a local and a global focus. Um, Mm -hmm. 
our local focus last year, because we want people to understand that missions is not just something that happens over there. It happens right here in Casper. We're, we're engaged in our city. We desire the well-being, the peace and prosperity of our city because yes. God told us to seek that. Mm-hmm. And so our local focus for the last couple of years has been, um, and again, will be this year, is uh, USI, the Unaccompanied Students Initiative. Um, this is uh, an organization that we helped to launch back in 2020. And um, just as COVID hit, we, we we helped launch this organization. They existed in Cheyenne and uh, we went down there because we had identified back in 2018, this issue of teen homelessness, uh, something that, that really um, there's, you know, usually around 30 to 40 unaccompanied homeless teenagers. And then when you include um, homeless kids that have families, that number goes to two or 300 here in Casper. And we, it, it kind of, um, astonished us. And so we found an organization in Cheyenne that was doing this well. And I went down with another mission board member at the time. We drove down to Cheyenne and that the idea was like, Hey, just give us your manual because we want to create something <laughs> up here. And they, and they and they were like, man, we've been thinking about expanding into other cities. And, and uh-huh. through faith promise, we were able to provide the entire first year of their budget to come to Casper and launch. And since then, it's just been one blessing after the other. Since 2020, they've helped over 75 teenagers. That is with, awesome. It's awesome with safety and, and, a, and, and a place to find stability and support and, and to grow. And what's really exciting, we just <laughs> broke ground. They just broke ground um, this year, uh, a few weeks ago, on a new property in Mills um, so that they will have uh, their own place right now. They rent, it's kind of high rent. And so, um, you know, but the cool thing is that from faith promise funds, we actually were able to provide the funds to make that happen. We were able to give the money that was needed, um, because they received a $500,000 grant from the Hughes foundation. And the last, the only box that they couldn't check was the land had to be donated. Now USI had the money (laughs) to do it, but um, it had to come from somewhere else. And so we were like, Hey, let's do that. And so that's just, you know, a legacy that this year we're going to see the fruit of that because the faith promise money is there. We were able to give that. And again, you know, when, when we talk about faith promise, it's not just giving money. We want people to engage in mission. Um, And so at USI, there are tons of opportunities to serve. They need volunteers, uh, people, to help cook meals. They need mentors. Um, There are some paid positions for overnight, you know, hosts and different things. And so uh, there are ways that we can make a difference. And I just want people to understand that the giving is hugely important. And we'll talk about this later, but the going is also important. Mm -hmm. And that is so exciting with USI here in our own community, that we could be part of that. And they can build the building that's specifically designed to meet their needs, the needs of those homeless teenagers so that they can stay in school, they can have a safe place, they can get the support that they need and learn the life skills that they need. And it's so awesome that we can be part of that. Like you mentioned, not just the giving, but the going ahead and helping the hands-on stuff. Well, and to see the exponential impact that our money's had. So for we bought, we helped them buy the land. It was $40,000 for two plots of land next to each other. But that $40,000 enabled them to get a $500,000 grant. Yes. And so, I mean, that's over tenfold 
you know, yes, blessing look at how right there. God multiplied exactly. That. <laughs> so that's what I want people to understand is it's not just the money that they give, but when they give that God then takes that and multiplies that. I mean, yes. he is the God of multiplication, the, the loaves <laughs> and the fishes, right? And it yes. really is, we give it to him and in his hands, it has no limits. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's locally, globally, our focus this year in 2022 was Heart for Lebanon. We had um, focus on them the last few years. This year, we helped them to expand the number of children that they serve from 300 to 450 kids with an eight with $80,000 of giving over this last year. And um, we also took a team of seven people to Lebanon this past summer and just had a, an amazing time. Their work is just, I could go on and on about Heart for <laughs> Lebanon. I think we have a couple of podcasts on that. Um, so listen to those if you haven't. But man, oh man, did they just step into the heart of a crisis with the love of Jesus, just diving in and saying, we're here to love you, to serve you. No strings attached, but we do this in the name of Jesus. And if you want to learn more about him, this is how you do it. And they do Bible studies and home visits and and churches. And it's just incredible to see the life change and transformation. And so mm-hmm. the work that we're mm-hmm. doing there, again, is paying huge dividends. And and when we understand this, it's not just the human aspect, it's the eternal aspect that yes. lives are being touched and, and, and come into Christ. And man, um, Heart for Lebanon, they're just, they're just masters at what they do, uh, being guided by the master Jesus, but it's, it's really great stuff. And it's awesome to see how they're making a difference, not just feeding people for today, mm-hmm. but making a dis- difference for a lifetime. Exactly. And, and so, yeah. Lori, tell us, what is this year's global focus going to uh, be on? I'm excited about this one. Um, our global focus is going to be with Horizons International, and it's focusing on Midwest Vocational Training School in Uganda, Africa. So, Darren, tell us about Oh, man. Yeah, this is cool. So, um, you know, we, we went and, and we've been connected with a place in, in Uganda called Covenant Children's Home. In fact, mm-hmm. a young lady from Highland Park started it years ago um, with just a few kids that God had brought her. And, and she, like Abraham, said, yes, use me. Here I am. And now that school, that, that children's home for AIDS orphans has uh, 100 kids. And the government wants to, to um, ask them to build a second children's home. So, so. Uh, we're, we're, that is a project perhaps down the, down the line that we might be involved Mm -hmm. in. But when we were on that trip in October of 21, we also went to Western Uganda, um, and visited a school called Midwest Vocational Training High School. It's the only vocational training high school in the country. And in fact, the, the government is actually looking at them as a model, um, to, to expand and have others because kids, obviously, I mean, like here, but, but especially in, in Africa and, uh, kids go to high school and they have a diploma, which is great, but they need a skill. They need yes. to be able to do. And yes. so Midwest has sewing and agriculture and driving and hairdressing. And there's like 10 or 15 different things. Um, there is no church in the world that is partnering with Midwest vocational training school, other than the people in Uganda that started it. So that's also exciting that Highland gets to be a part of something that, you know, no one else is aware of and we get to kind of adopt that project and pray for them. So a couple of things they need, they need to um, put a third floor on their building. We're going to help them with that. Um, and also, so, so I like to say we're going to finish, help them finish the school and furnish yes. the school um, because these programs that they have sewing and agriculture and computers, they don't have many resources there. In fact, <laughs> the one I get a kick out of, I mean, it shows their willingness to do it. one of their classes is, is driving is, 
you know, but they don't have a car. So they're like <laughs> teaching sort of the fundamentals of driving, but you know, th those resources. So we're planning to invest $75,000 to help them um, finish the school and furnish the school. And what's really exciting is we get to take a team there this summer in July. So if you're listening and God's tugging on your heart, come talk to me over at Go Central or go to our missions page. And there's an interest form there, hpcc.church slash missions. Fill that out. And um, we would love for you to see it for yourself. We'll yes. go to both Covenant Children's Home and we'll go to Midwest Vocational Training School. We'll see other orphanages along the way, other churches and things that are happening, projects. But it's exciting and um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and a, a huge thing that happened last year and is exciting for this coming year is in Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah. We um, we knew we were doing um, this feed Nicaragua food program, mm -hmm. and 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 that was that was excellent, and it was exciting. And we noticed along the way there were that we might have to make some changes. Now I have this five year plan that I've written <laughs> out. I have piece of paper where it's like, okay, in 22, this will happen. And in 23 to, to kind of transition because, uh, shipping is getting increasingly difficult and the cost mm -hmm. is rising. And mm -hmm. then in Nicaragua, they're cracking down on stuff coming in from other countries and they want their people to be self-sufficient. And so I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to be able to go on long-term. So we started thinking and praying and, and Laura, you came with us on a trip to Honduras yes. last year. So, um, yeah, so, so tell us about that and, and tell us about what's happening in Nicaragua because really exciting things there. Oh, it is awesome. It is awesome. Coming back from that trip to Honduras, the Nicaragu Nicaraguan leaders that we met there um, had all kinds of ideas on how Nicaraguans could feed Nicaraguans. Um, it's great for us to give relief food, but relief food is meant to be temporary. Mm -hmm and immediate, but then we need to help them go on from there to uh, restoration and development. And so the Nicaraguan leaders launched something called NICA Change. And the Christian, the NICA Change's focus is on um, sustainable development mm -hmm. in their country mm -hmm. um, using gospel principles. And so NICA Change is just getting off the ground, but they are already training people. They're training people in team building, problem solving, self-sustaining agricultural programs, um, entrepreneurial projects. They are equipping and training and then empowering mm. Nicaraguans to feed themselves mm -hmm. and feed others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's exciting to me because um, the non-Christian community in Nicaragua is responding with interest and curiosity. They're yes. saying, <laughs> why are you doing this? Christians usually don't get involved in this type of work. They usually aren't talking about agriculture and and um, um, entrepreneurship and, and, and projects like that. And they're saying, hey, you know, this is part of the gospel. It, the gospel is meant to impact every area of our lives. In fact, Nika Change's tagline under their logo is inspiring life. And Jesus said, look, I've come to have life and that you would have it more abundantly. And, and I love... You know, when they talk about it, and they're coming here to Casper in February for Faith Promise, and I'm excited about it because w when they talk about it, you can see the passion they have for the people of their country, and you can hear yes. them say they're trying to change the mindset because Nicaragua is 
literally one of the poorest countries in Central America. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll tell you that that they hear that all the time from Nicaraguans. We're poor. We can't do it. And they're saying, of course you can. And they're empowering them with skills and tools, but also with the life-changing message of the gospel. And that, to me, is what's so exciting is to see that holistic change taking place. And that is awesome because that is using what God has already given them um, to do as much as they can to help everybody, not just in their churches, but also their communities. Right. Yeah, you know, and one of the things that we love to see, we're seeing it this year, Lori, is crossover with our partners. Some of our partners are global partners supporting other global partners. So, for example, Jose Adrian from Nica Change is going to Peru, Lord willing, Peru's in crisis right down and meltdown, and there's riots and protests because their president was um, arrested and is in jail now, and so there's just a lot happening. But um, Jose Adrian has plans to go to Peru this year to meet one of our pastors that we support named Leonard. And um, Jose Adrian mm-hmm. is, is ha, his, he's a brilliant mind for small business <laughs> yes, and microenterprise. And, and we've been talking with Leonard for quite a while about, hey, how, how can we help you to develop a self-sustaining um, project that he does? And, and, they, and Leonard has had a dream to work with um, create food products from the yucca plant. And Jose Adrian does that. And yes. so when we were in Honduras, <laughs> we're like, hey, you should see our partner in Peru. And he's like, okay. So he's going. So we're sending you know a missionary from Nicaragua to Peru to help one of our partners. And then that's not all, but one, another one of our partners, Sam Stevens from the India Gospel League, um, is going to be traveling to Peru. And we're hoping to meet him down there this year as well, as he's going to help um, Leonard develop a long-term strategic plan for his ministry. And as Leonard's sort of starting eventually at some point to age out of ministry, how can that keep going? And so it's just really cool to see how... Uh, Partners from one place are supporting partners from another, and there's just a synergy that's happening, and we're kind of a connecting agent there. Yeah, it is so exciting that we can just be the connector and let God work between these different ministry partners Mm -hmm. in different countries. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, another thing that happened this year, it... it, um, in, in 2022 was the, the war in Ukraine broke out. And yeah. when that happened, my heart was just ripped in half because I was like, man, the number of families and children that are being affected by this. And mm. we started praying, God, what can we do? And during that time, we were in a process of receiving, preparing to receive Afghani refugees because a crisis that happened in 2021 during mm-hmm. the fall of Afghanistan mm-hmm. was a number of Afghanis that fled. Um, Around that time, though, you know, they had already, uh, Samaritan's Purse had already placed all their Afghani refugees. So they asked us to consider um, placing Ukrainians. And so we officially sponsored three Ukrainian refugees that were fleeing the war. Um, Two of those three have since moved on to to California, but uh, one of our guys is still here and and getting a lot of um, connecting and and growing here in Casper. And then another mom and her son came through Uh another individual in Casper that we've sort of wrapped around and are serving. And it's just exciting as I see these sort of global crises happening to realize like we're part of the solution. We're part of, of uh-huh. helping. Um, and again, that, you know, our giving faith promise, it makes that possible. So that was an yes. exciting thing for me to just to be involved in that and, and, and to understand that here in Casper, we provided a safe haven for five Ukrainians. Yes. Yes. And besides our local and global partners that we support each month, there's a whole host of projects that we're able to also assist 
through your faith promise giving. Um, One of those is called How, Hosting Orphans Worldwide in Ukraine. Um, We were privileged to to donate $5,000 to buy a van right when the war crisis broke out. And that van helped bring supplies into Ukraine for the orphanages that were already there. But then as the war um, continued, it also provided transport to get the orphans out to safety in Poland and in other countries. Um, And we were able to help fund one of our members here at Highland to help during this crisis. Yeah, he he went, he he heard about it, and he's like, I want to go. And yep, so we were able yep. to help him get there, and yes, um, you yes. know, he, he jumped right in, yeah. Mm-hmm. So other projects that we have that come up include scholarshiping leaders in other countries to go for conferences or training. Uh, we want to equip and empower the leaders um, to to be all that God wanted them to be. Um, and from time to time, there happens to be emergency situations or medical needs with our mission partners that we're able to help out with. And it's just so nice to have project funds available to be flexible to meet those emergency needs as they arrive. Yeah, I mean, one of those emergency needs was... Um toilet facilities in Uganda, right? Can you tell uh-huh. us the story there, what happened and, and, and what was needed for, for Covenant Children's Home there? Well, at the Children's Home, which is a home for AIDS orphans, um, they started a school last year and the school um, had grown. It was originally designed for 100 orphans and now Other people in the community wanted to send their children to that school, and the number of students grew from 100 to 600. And what was amazing about that is the reason they started the school is because when they sent the orphans to the regular local schools, they were actually segregated out um, because they have AIDS, and the teachers didn't want the, the prejudice and the fear. The teachers didn't want them interacting with the regular students. So Covenant said, well, we'll start our own school. Mm-hmm. And they started it for their kids. And soon enough, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, soon enough, the surrounding community is saying, this is an excellent school yes. and, and they want their kids there. And so, which is awesome. And it created a strain on the facilities. <laughs> it did. <laughs> the Uganda government um, had said since their their student enrollment had gone from 100 to 600 that they if they didn't upgrade their toilet facilities to accommodate that growth then they would not be allowed to begin the school year which starts in Uganda in January and so when we learned of that need here at Highland we prayerfully considered it looked at our budget and decided to send them 6000 $545, exactly what they needed to upgrade their toilet facilities. <laughs> yeah, and again, I mean, just the fact that people give to Faith Promise, that the money is there. We have projects, like you said, we have these monthly projects. We do the local and global focus. We have these commitments, but but there's also room for the yes. Holy Spirit to say, hey, there's a need, and we just get to step in and meet it. And to me, that's super exciting. 
Yes, and we're so glad that you help make that possible. Mm-hmm. And by you, you're talking about, you're talking to yes. the listener. Yeah, yes. sure. Yes, you so, as the listener, right. anyone who gives to Faith Promise yeah, we've talked helps a, make that possible. We've talked a lot about our global projects in Uganda. We've talked about um, Heart for Lebanon, exciting things that are happening there. But locally, there's just a ton going on. We're working with True Care Women's Resource Center as these women are facing just impossible challenges and figuring out what to do when they find out they're pregnant and they might not have the emotional support, the social support, the financial support to mm-hmm. um, to choose life. Mm-hmm. Youth for Christ is just active at the juvenile detention center in the schools. So we need people to walk alongside and volunteer with that. The rescue mission, of course, is just 24-7, 365, serving lives. We helped them um, this year. They opened a brand-new facility, a discipleship home for men and women to just the, – the discipleship program is just a key part of what they do. Yes. Um, Campus Ventures is over at Casper College serving the college students. Haven on the Rock um, is serving – um, kids during the summer and just ex- a lot of exciting things. This year also was the first year that we did Love Your City, which was um, normally something Highland Park did as a serve day in Casper, but we opened it up to other churches. We had churches and pastors that were interested. So we had eight churches join in, 300 people. We did 42 projects across our city, um, you know, in orange shirts and just proclaiming the name of Jesus through action. And it was just really cool just to see the body of Christ unite together and serve. We're going to do that again this year. And um, just there are ways to, to get involved in the serve. God's called us as a church to be the body of Christ. You just mentioned that. That means we need to be his hands and feet in practical ways, not just giving, um, not just sending somebody else, but also going ourselves yep. and ministering to people to to be the practical. That's right. Hands yeah, we, and feet we, of Jesus. The way we say it is pray, give, go, right? So we want to uh-huh. encourage people to pray. Mm-hmm. And to partner with God, we want to encourage people to give. And, mm-hmm. and that money is money that God provides for them. But we also want to encourage people to go. Now, mm-hmm. I love one of my favorite passages is, is um, this transition between Matthew 10 and Matthew 11. And at the end of Matthew 10, Jesus says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the Mm -hmm. harvest, that he would send workers. Mm -hmm. in. so he's asking the disciples to pray that God would send people into the harvest field. Now, we can miss this because chapter 11, verse 1, starts a new chapter and we (laughs) often break it. But then it says, then Jesus called his disciples to him, gave them authority, and sent them out. So so he's having them pray about it. And then Mm -hmm. he's saying, now you be the answer to your prayer that you just prayed and go, right? And so Mm -hmm. we just want people to understand that though our financial goal this year is $422,000, all of which goes to local and global missions. Now, there's a Mm -hmm. part of that that we do some training and equipping of our people. But all of that money is is focused and aimed at mission locally and globally. So we want to encourage people to join us on the journey of Faith Promise this year. If you haven't already pledged, if you've never pledged, do it this year. We cannot do this alone. I mean, that is a number that no no individual (laughs) is going to come and drop that on the table, right? So we need each person to just say, God, I'm open to have you pour into me something that I can then give back. And we just want to pray that people would catch the vision. So, so Lori, we've talked about pray, give, go. And as we close here, I just want to ask if you would pray for us that God would um, help us to catch his vision. It really is about that. It's not, you know, this is not building our agenda. This is God doing his work and inviting us to partner with him. And this is literally life-changing stuff happening around the world and right here in Casper. And so 
we get to be a part of that. And God's we invitation do. is join us, join us yes. because this is, this is a good work that God is doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the wonderful things that you've done this past year. We celebrate where we've seen you mm. at work, your timing, your resources through people who pledge to faith promise. And Lord, we just ask that we catch your vision, your vision locally and globally. Where do you want us to invest Mm -hmm. our time, our energy, our resources, our finances, Lord? Um, Be with us and help us remember that little is much when you are in it, God. We just want to be your hands and feet. We want to be doing what you want us to do. And we thank you for all that you've done in the past. We thank you for all that you're doing today. And we thank you for all that you're going to be doing in the future through Faith Promise and Highland Park Community Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lori, thank you. Thank you for that prayer. Thank you for your service. Truly having you as the mission board chair has been awesome. You stepped into that role this year. That was another thing that happened this year. And you've just, um, you, you've served with excellence and faithfulness and vision and inspiration. You went with us to Honduras and we're going to Nicaragua here in, in next month. So just want to say thank you for being you and for bringing your life experience to this role and helping us as a team to, to really stay focused on what God has for us. And I want to thank you for your heart for missions and your giftedness at networking, at connecting people to work together to accomplish greater things. Mm, yeah, it's exciting. So Listen, when you. we all do our part, we do what God's yes. called us to do. It's fun, you know. It and, is. And, and, it's and exciting. It is. Yes. So join us on the journey this year. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for being here, Lori. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Our goal is to get you moving on mission with God. Go to hpcc.church/missions to sign up for weekly service updates in Casper and beyond, and follow us on Facebook and at HPCC Missions. I also just want to say a huge thank you to all those that partner with us in prayer and your giving to missions at Highland through Faith Promise. We are blessed to bless. See you next time. <laughs>